Now, ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is 6 o'clock, and we are live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Oma, the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You can get in touch with the show. We got a full two hours for you here tonight at 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick and at the Jerry Daniels. As I mentioned, we got a full two hours set. We will catch up with Michael Matz in about 45 minutes from Victory Casino Cruises. Rob Seitz will, jump, uh, will drop by in the second hour. We'll talk Gary Sanchez with him. Uh, the Yankees putting Gary Sanchez on the disabled list today is that an injury designation, or is that a suspension designation? Uh, we will get into that with Rob Seitz and some other news and notes. The MLB trade deadline is coming up on Tuesday. Uh, we'll get you our Dubs Dread teed up question of the night coming up here in just a little bit. But of course, we start every single show with the top trending stories from around Orlando. It is the Yingling Six Pack. The Yingling Six Pack. Because we know you like your Yingling cold. And your topics hot. It's the Yingling Six Pack. The six most talked about stories today. On live, local, and loud. And do not forget, during our Yingling Six Pack coming up on Friday, we are giving away an Arctic Cooler. That'll be during our Yingling Six Pack on Friday. We'll give the Arctic Cooler winning keyword. We did have a winner last week, and we will give away our final cooler on Friday. So don't miss it. One. Some guaranteed money was thrown around there in NFL this weekend, and today apparently Todd Gurley agreed to a four-year contract extension with the Los Angeles Rams, who you believe is one of the sleepers out there, right? Don't you have them behind the Rams? I mean, behind uh, the Chargers is one of your Oh, sleepers? I would have the Rams ahead of the Chargers you when do? it comes to Super Bowl teams. Okay. Yeah, I, when you look at the power rankings of the NFC, it's, I would say, it's the defending champs, it's the Eagles, it's the Vikings, it's the Rams. I mean, those three teams, I think they already clinched the playoffs. Like, barring any huge injury, uh, those three teams should be in the mix for a Super Bowl. And Todd Gurley is a big reason why. I mean, this guy absolutely destroyed the league last season. He's an MVP candidate every single time uh, he's on the field. Rushed for 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns last season. And he's one of those dual-threat backs. People talk about him as only being a running back in terms of running the football. He's one of those receivers out of the backfield. He helps Sean McVay make that offense go, keeps them versatile, and he's not a bad blocking back either. So this is money that's pretty well spent. It is funny, though, to see the L.A. Rams doing this now while Aaron Donald may be holding out. Talk about an MVP candidate. He's a defensive player of the year and an MVP candidate. And while this is all going on with Le'Veon Bell, too, over in Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are looking at Lev Bell right up there with Todd Gurley and kind of saying, ah, we don't want to spend the money. Yeah, you say that. And apparently Le'Veon Bell was paying attention. He tweeted out, congratulations to Gurley, cha-ching. And then followed that tweet with another tweet saying hey by the way this is what i'm looking for and he's not the only one happy about this apparently zeke elliott and david oh, no johnson doubt. with arizona yeah those guys all they all they're in a group text right now in their party <laughs> and those guys before training camp starts they might all get together in vegas and pop bottles or something because someone had to go first and get a deal done and that guy is breaking the barrier for running backs and setting the new bar that's the great thing about the nfl whatever guy gets paid last gets the most money and Todd Gurley's that guy today two all right Dwayne Wade yeah he's a he's an unrestricted free agent he's down there in South Florida um everybody kind of thought that that was going to be a kind of retirement jersey thing down there in South Florida well apparently maybe for the NBA 
but not for basketball. $25 million contract by the Golden Bulls has been offered, according to Chinese media reports. This comes on the heels of reports Friday that a new shul deal was put together for Dwayne Wade. $25 million over three years. He could be a big deal over there in China. He could be a really big deal, but come on, Dwayne, don't do this. Like This is beneath Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I, Dwayne, finish out your career in the National Basketball Association. Go out with your boots on. Play for the Miami Heat. out for Starberry. Be Dwayne, but he is not Starberry. And he's not. Starberry was at a different stage of his career. He had to go somewhere. Dwayne Wade doesn't have to go anywhere. He can be kind of a a veteran. Million, he can be a veteran and and a guy on that Miami Heat roster on the bench, be kind of a sixth man, seventh man guy that helps tutor those young players and then go into whatever role the Heat might want him to be in. He's a Miami player for life. Uh, I well, don't, he is. He'd retire in the is, NBA as a Miami player, nah, this is, and then he would build something in China. The NBA might want him to do this. Nah, the, uh, no, 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 no. Dwayne Wade's shoe partner wants him to do this. The <laughs> NBA already has enough in China when it comes to a footprint, okay? Yao Ming, I'm sure you remember him. There's plenty yeah. of NBA players that have gone over to China. Those guys all visit. They sell their shoes there. This is beneath Dwayne Wade as a basketball player, okay? He should continue to stay in the best league in the world and play out his career here. Not go to China and play in obscurity. It's not worth it. Three. Alabama's never really known for their quarterbacks. It's just not something that sticks up out there. It seems like uh, Coach Saban can kind of insert here, take out there, but this year it might be a little bit different. Um, the starter over there, Mr. Jalen Hurts, kind of lost a job over there last year, and uh, his replacement kind of did well. He came back, won a game, what, 13-0 at halftime. They had a deficit, threw a 42-yard touchdown to uh, Devontae Smith. Well, as a result, apparently these two are politicking. Well, Saban had some words for that today. He said, don't be concerned with any self-promotion. If you want to get the job, it's about what you do on the field. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban has been able to manage these quote-unquote quarterback controversies better than pretty much any college football coach. He was on Golik and Wingo today and said, whoever wins the battle will win the team. I think the most important thing is that one of those players win the team. And I think as a coach, that's you want the team to be behind the leader. Uh, and on offense, that's usually centers around the quarterback position. Both guys have done some really good things at Alabama. So we want to be fair in how those guys compete for the position and try to make a decision whenever one of them sort of takes the bull by the horns and wins the team. Am I the only one hearing Saban pleading with one of those guys to just take a step in front of the other? Like somebody, as he said, win the team so I can give you the job and then there's no controversy. And Saban doesn't want a split locker room. That's what he doesn't want. He doesn't want half of his team behind Tua Tagovailoa, who won them the national championship last year, and then behind Jalen Hurts, the other half, who came very close to winning the national championship for them two seasons ago. So he's hoping these guys make it easy on him. But uh, he he has always handled this so well, whether it be you know a guy like Blake Sims coming in or Jacob Coker coming in or you know uh, uh, I'm sorry a guy like Tua Tagovailoa taking over in the second half of the national championship game. So he's managed this well, but this could be the first time that we see Nick Saban in a situation where he doesn't necessarily know who to pick for a role like this, and he doesn't want his locker room split between those two guys. It's amazing that he was vocal about this, actually.
Um, number four trending story in Central Florida. We're halfway through our Yingling six-pack. want to remind you that Yingling is free while gaming on Victory Casino Cruises. If you've got your group for your fantasy draft and you want to get out together, the best place to do that is on a Victory Casino Cruises boat. You can check them out online at victorycasinocruises.com. All right. In week two, um, our boys down there in Tampa Bay, the Bucks, will be facing off against the Eagles at home without Jameis Winston on the field. But apparently, Jameis Winston will also not be on the outside of the building. Yeah, this report coming from the Tampa Bay Times this week that the murals of players, those big signages that are around the stadium, there's no Jameis Winston. He won't have a mural at Raymond James Stadium. First time since his rookie season in 2015. Tampa Bay... Uh, will instead have one of linebacker Levante David and tight end Cameron Brait. Those two went up this week. There'll be another two coming up later. But uh, Winston, of course, he suspended the first three games of the year and also not included in any of the marketing videos released by the team. We're going to talk about this with our Dubs Dread Teed Up question of the night coming up uh, at 6.30. But to me, this is the, the writing is on the wall. The mural is not on the wall. The writing is on the wall. The organization's moving on from this, dude. They're done. Five forward Kevin Love was very excited and obviously humbled. That's the quote. Uh, after signing a long-term extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers on Tuesday, terms were not announced, but league sources have said that it's a four-year, $120 million deal that could pop out at 145 over five years. Love, a five-time All-Star, opted out of the 2019-2020 season on his current five-year deal. League sources said that this allowed for a new extension, which will kick in um, uh, for 24.1 yeah, million next, next season because he was on an expiring deal. Yeah. Uh, this surprised me. I expected Cleveland to trade him, and he's still tradable. You can yeah. still move Kevin Love. Maybe he's you maybe keep him more for this tradable. season. I I thought that Dan Gilbert would want to set this team up to where. You know, they kind of sold off some of the assets. They bottomed out. They got a couple of picks. He sold the team. And Dan Gilbert was just absolutely done running the organization because it felt to me like he got his championship and he just kind of he was he was done costing himself money, at least get beneath the tax. But it's hard to let an all-star and, uh, you know, an NBA champion walk out the door. That's why they did this deal. And uh, I don't think that this really this. I mean, the Cavaliers have a lot left to go here. They're probably going to be like an eight seed, a seven seed. We'll see. Um, but I am they surprised surprise they did everybody. this. I they mean, know that, how to win. That comment can be made for all 32 teams. <laughs> awesome I'm analysis. I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying Six. to be hopeful. Why can't I ever be hopeful? All right, the Los Angeles Dodgers placed Justin Turner on the disabled list with a, I love this, right groin injury on Monday. Uh, this will allow Manny Machado to move in from the shortstop to the third base position until Turner returns. Um, for those who don't know, Machado actually has a lot of experience on third base, both in 2013 and 2015. He won a Golden Glove for his performance while still with the Baltimore Yeah, Orioles. Manny Machado's made it pretty clear he ain't about that life. He wants to be a shortstop, <laughs> and it's because Manny Machado wants to be paid like a shortstop. Shortstops yeah. get paid some, I mean, a third baseman get paid X amount of dollars. Yeah. Shortstops get paid X plus why dollars yeah, yeah. and that's why he's been adamant he wants to play shortstop but it's nice to see him in a year where the Dodgers gave up a lot to go get him yep. he's going to move over play third good look for him you remember this whole thing with Alex and uh yeah Jeter? Alex and Jeter yeah when they should have moved Jeter to third because yeah. Alex Rodriguez was a superior defensive shortstop um but instead Jeter because he had the marketing behind him the support behind him he stayed at shortstop. A Rod transitioned to third, and now here we are, years later, and, 
everyone hates Jeter, and we all like A-Rod, which is just such a strange, ba- strange <laughs> baseball universe to be living in. That is our Yingling six-pack, our six-pack of trending stories here on live, local, and loud on ESPN 580. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunel with Nikki Football. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Michael Matt's right around the corner. We'll get you the Daily Rewind. Coming up at 6.30, our Dubstred Deed Up question of the night. I want you to fill in the blank for me. Okay, fill in the blank for me, football fans, and I want your thoughts on this. The Buccaneers keeping Jameis Winston out of all their marketing material means blank. Jameis Winston not on the murals, not in the marketing material, not being mentioned by the organization after that three-game suspension means blank. You can get in touch with us on the phone, 844-225-5580. That's 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick. And at the Jerry Daniels. Rewind next. We'll get to that conversation coming up here on Live Local and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live Local and Loud here on ESPN 580. Go ahead, fill in the blank for us, Buccaneers fans, NFL fans. The Buccaneers leaving Jameis Winston out of all of their marketing material. No mural, no video, no highlight for you, Jameis. Means blank. 844-225-5580. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. He's Jerry. I'm Nick. Hanging out here on a Tuesday edition of the show. Uh, coming up at 645, Michael Matz will join us. Texture writes it at 21232, Jerry. means nothing. It means something. It means something. <laughs> I, I, I I don't think it means nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, we're going to get into that conversation about Jameis Winston coming up here. Also get to the Daily Rewind. Uh, don't forget, by the way, Friday we'll be giving away an Arctic Cooler. Big thanks to our friends at Arctic Coolers. You can visit them online, ArcticCoolers.com. That's R-T-I-C Coolers.com. Their drinkware is... Uh, you got a great price in their drinkware right now, actually. I think it's, what, 20% off? Yeah, 20% off this week. Um, but we'll be giving away one of those coolers coming up on Friday. So let's get to our Dubs Dread Teed Up question of the night. Uh, Jerry... This this report, like, it didn't surprise me, but it surprised me. It, it really did. I mean, the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they will not have a mural of Jameis Winston at Raymond James Stadium, first time since his rookie season. They will not have him in any of their marketing material. That's the bigger part. That is, because that means they're not selling Jameis Winston anymore. Yeah. That, that means that when they're taking this stuff to local businesses, to national businesses, I'm talking about places like Publix. Oh, wait. Well, they know Jameis, don't they? I mean, I guess you don't have to have him in the marketing <laughs> material. Publix knows him. I believe his picture's on the wall. Was it a Winn-Dixie? I thought it was a Winn-Dixie. No, it was Publix. It was? It was Publix, yeah. <laughs> um, that's why, because he was on the Publix flyers when he first started there. Um, this this does mean something to me. It definitely doesn't mean nothing. I'll throw it to you, Jerry, here, okay? So them leaving him out of all of this stuff means what? Well, a couple things. One, they can't trust that he's not going to do something again, so they're fearful to invest more into him. I don't necessarily mean that he's out the door. I still think they're on the fence if he's going to be allowed to get that $20 million next year, but they're not going to invest any more of their future in him, and I think that's the biggest statement they're making here. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Our Dubs Dread teed up question of the night. The Buccaneers leaving Jameis Winston off a mural, off their marketing material after he was suspended three games uh, after allegedly groping an Uber driver in 2016 
means blank. That's a mouth. That's a, that's that's quite a bit of of a question there. But uh, I mean, it's hard for me to understand because I've never been on a mural on the side of Cox, mm-hmm. and I've never been in any of their marketing materials. So I don't know what it means for Jameis. But I know for the team, they're the Glazer family's pretty much making it clear. We don't know if you're going to be part of the future of this organization. Sure. Okay. I'll, let me let me toss this at you, and I want to get your thoughts on this because, to me, my reaction to this, them leaving Jameis Winston off of all of this stuff, is confusing, because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with their words, have have said we don't condone what Jameis Winston has done, but we support our player. They've kept him on the roster. They did not cut him. They've left him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But with their actions, they've left him off the team. They're, they're not marketing that we're in the Jameis Winston business whatsoever. And you and I have been working together how long now? About, what, two plus years? Two and a half. Two, two and a half years. That's right. That's how long I've been carrying this extra 15 pounds. Um, <laughs> Thanks for that compliment. We've been working together. <laughs> we've been working together about two and a half years. And to me, you know this about me. I'm an all-in or an all-out guy. That's, it's a, you can call it a character flaw. It's, okay. It has... It has it has affected a lot of friendships in my so life. So then we've only been working together for eight months. Yeah, it's all, I'm an all-in, all-out <laughs> type of guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, to me, I think this sends a real mixed message to Buccaneer fans. Basically, what the Buccaneers are saying is, hey, listen, like we don't support the player when it comes to you guys coming in the stadium and seeing him, but we support him because we're keeping him on the roster. If you're not going to put... Was this a press release? No. If you're not going to put Jameis Winston then. on... If you're not going to put him on... The the murals, if you're not going to put him on the program, on the tickets, if you're not going to put him on all this stuff, but you're going to keep him on the roster, you might as well cut him. Like if you're if you're sending all the signs, hey, we're not okay with what's going on here. We don't want to be in the Jameis Winston business. Take it a step further. Make it for real. Like this is all, they it's can't all, do that. It's all window dressing. Cut the guy. Move on. Say you know what? We don't condone the fact that the guy got into some trouble at Florida State. We trusted him. That was strike one. We trusted him when we drafted him number one. He got into trouble once already. They knew that this was coming. This this is a mixed message to me to Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. And I and I, I ask you that because you know once if Jameis Winston comes back after the three games and he starts three and zero, the mural's going up. He's going back up on the billboards. Th- that's what bothers me here is that yes, it's a business. But don't spit on me and tell me it's raining. Don't make it like, hey, we're out of the Jameis Winston business because as long as he is still on the roster, they're in the Jameis Winston business. It's either you're all the way in or you're all the way out. And I think this is just pandering from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to make it seem to their fans, especially their female fans, to the businesses, especially those that have a lot of concerns about this kind of thing, and that's most businesses because they want to sell sponsorships. This is them just trying to make it seem... Like, they're out of the Jameis Winston business when he's still on the roster. If you're really not in the Jameis Winston business anymore, cut the guy, move on. Because that's how it feels like they're positioning themselves. 45% of women in 2012 were season ticket holders with the NFL. Okay? So what year was this, 2012, you 2012. said? 2012. Okay. The Washington Post did an article on Ju- July 19th, just last week, saying that 61% of season ticket purchases decisions are made by the woman in a relationship. In other words, she's the one calling, she's the one running her credit card, which means probably she's got to be on board because the guy already probably wants to buy the tickets. Okay. Tampa Bay is marketing to that 61% decision makers, which outnumber the men with the NFL. I mean, look at your household. Who makes the decisions? 
I know who makes them in my household. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> You don't want to confess to that yet. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Did I get caught doing that? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I know in my house, but according to the Washington Post, when you believe not the statistics or not, that. it's over 60% the decisions are made by the women. If you're marketing this to women, you don't want to have him on anything. You don't want him to have him out there when they're tailgating. You don't want to have you're him on the You're lying to your fans. That's what you're doing. But, but that's the thing, though. Like, this is a pig and a poke from the Buccaneers. What they're doing is they're concussions presenting- Concussions are part of the NFL. No, they don't no, 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 market no, 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 the you're concussions. Not, you're, you're not going to do that here. No, I no, no. am. No, no, you're Because not, remember how they used to- How did they used to market the NFL? No, no, no. How did they used to market the NFL? Bang, boom. Yes. It was the, the hits of the night. Gotcha. When's the last yes. time you saw one of those? Hold on here, okay? You, we're not doing that. You're not pivoting off the Jameis Winston I, thing here and arguing the concussion thing. We're not talking about the concussion. No, thing but I'm, it's a question of what the you market and what you don't. The concussion thing is the NFL as a whole. I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Glazer family. This could be the NFL as the a whole. Fa- they're the marketing to women. That what they're doing here, they're they're not marketing women. They're marketing to their entire fan base, no. saying, "Hey, this guy did something that not a good deal. All right, this guy did something we're not proud of, and we don't condone it." But we're still keeping them on the roster. Would you agree that more, a higher percentage of women care about this situation than the men? I'm not saying men don't, but would you agree that yes, women no, probably? Fine. Sure, I, I think that women. It's more irrep. It's it, yes. It's 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 more more women care about this than men. Sure, if there's if there's a marketable difference, but yes, it's probably significant because as a guy, okay, I'm saying this is horrible, but as a fan, I want them to win. The women are there to see them win, but my wife goes to a game. She's also there for entertainment, and she also likes to believe in her team. Every time the Magic or the Yankees or the Dolphins do something to tick her off, those are her teams, she gets more upset about things they do off the field than they do on the field. I'm not trying to draw you know any sort of stereotype, I but that's what I here. live no, with. I, I see where you're coming from here. I do understand that. Yes, I. So maybe women are a smarter consumer so at that reason, they the Bucks be, are marketing to the smarter and consumer. And those women should be smarter and understand, hey, just because he's not on the program and he's not on the mural, he's still on the team. No, no, no. What they're telling that, the women you is... You tell them to get rid of him. I'm telling you women, this is what I need you to know. This is me talking as one of the Glazers. I need you to understand that we're an all-on in on Jameis Winston, that we're going to play this day by day, that he's going to honor his suspension, but when that suspension's up, we don't know if he's going to be here for the long term. They're selling that to 60% of their audience. I think it's a mixed message to that to that audience. I think it's a bad look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're either in or you're out. If you're not going, to, if you're going to support the player quietly, you should support the player publicly. And I I don't think they should. I think he's too much trouble than he's worth at this point. I would walk away from Jameis Winston. They're already paying. Then what are you going to do? You start Ryan Fitzpatrick. The whole season. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I think they're going to look at what they have over three games. But let's be honest. Those first three games are horrible. No, they are. They're Pittsburgh. They're the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. 844-225-5580. Text is 212 Who gets more minutes in training? It's live, local, and loud. Ryan Fitzpatrick does. So do you agree with Jerry or do you agree with me? Is what the Buccaneers doing here smart or is it a mixed message? 844-225-5580. Text is 212 Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580. He's Jerry. I'm Nick. Hanging out here at VictoryCasinoCruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sportsbook in Central Florida. Michael Matz from Victory Casino Cruises is going to join us coming up 
in about 10 minutes here on the show. You want to get in touch, you can. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter at ESPN580. Nick and at the Jerry Daniels. Uh, our Dumpstrad teed up question tonight. You can fill in the blank for us. The Buccaneers leaving Jameis Winston off all their marketing material is blank. You can get to us 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Uh, and Jerry and I have kind of gone back and forth on this the last 10 minutes. Uh, I think it's a mixed message to Buccaneers fans. Are you supporting the guy or are you getting ready? You have one foot out the door. Because if the mural's not on the wall, the writing is. They're, well, they're saying we're they not only in the have so much mural anymore. space, and maybe he's not the most exciting thing on the field the right quarterback's now. Quarterbacks not on the mural. Go but, ahead, you go out, you go out, you find me one one guy, one one team that doesn't have the quarterback on the mural. I would say, and not a team with a Sam Bradford or someone like that, <laughs> a guy that they drafted first overall inside of the first five years of their career that doesn't have the quarterback on the wall. Oh well, now you're changing the rules. I'm giving you this instance. That's I'm giving. In this, look at this situation. They're saying, "Hey, this is not our franchise guy." When that list came out today of the the, the rankings of the quarterbacks, and Jameis was like number twenty. Was twenty three? Twenty. Was he twenty? Twenty. Did that surprise you? No, that felt appropriate, didn't it? Yeah. So we're talking it surprised about- me. Okay, why is that? Because I thought he was, should have been lower. Because I think he's twenty without this drama. With this drama, I think he's. I think he might actually be below Tannehill and Blake Bortles. Uh, we're talking about the Mike Sando NFL quarterback tiers uh, that came out today. I love this article. It comes out every single year. What Mike Sando does is he talks to 50 league executives, uh, league insiders all around the NFL, uh, and what what he does is he he uh, I'm sorry he. He what he uh, he asks them for their opinion on each of these quarterbacks. He polls them on where they fit inside of a four quarterback tier process. And this year, like there's four tier one quarterbacks: Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. Uh, and you get all the way down to I guess this would be what tier three, right? Tier three would be right around the twenties or so. And Jameis Winston is definitely in that yeah in that tier three. Tier three is from fifteen on. Kirk Cousins. Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston is 20, Marcus Mariota is 21, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, Tyrod Taylor. These are your league average guys. That's what it is. These are these are guys you're not Case happy. Case Keenum's too low. You're not happy with, but you're not eagerly looking around saying, okay, like can we can we shuffle the deck chairs on this Titanic? That's a, you know that, what I mean? I'm asking you the question. Would you take Case Keenum over Jameis Winston? I would. I need to see one more year of Case Keenum. After last season? I don't season, need to see any more of Jameis Winston. Well, I, but I'm not talking about I'm talking about whether or not Case Keenum can replicate last season because prior to last year. Who did you bet on now? Jameis Winston was better than, like, from from right now? If yeah. I had to take, so this is the stock game. Am I yes. buying stock? Okay. Yes. So if I'm buying stock <laughs> in a quarterback moving forward? Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, but... No, I mean, I, listen, it's a good question. It really is. I mean, if I had to buy stock in... I might put Tyrod Taylor above him. No, I'm not going to do that. Ty, Tyrod no, had I, less well, tools than, than Jameis did. And I think that shows. This is an appropriate ranking for Jameis Winston. I mean, look at the guys that are in his company. When you look at Jameis, Mariota, Dalton, Flacco, Keenum, Tyrod Taylor... And then Bortles is there at 26. Do you put Mariota ahead of him, too? How about this? Buy stock in the guy, Bortles or, or, or Winston? 
Who are you buying stock in there? Like, we kind of did this a couple Bortles. weeks ago. Like, if you had to buy stock this in one of This past year, he proved he's not as much of a head case as I thought he was. Okay, so if you had to buy stock in one of the three NF Florida NFL team quarterbacks, you could only buy stock in one of them, okay? This IPO is hot, all right? You got to get in on one of them. <laughs> At least you think it is. Which which quarterback are you buying the stock in? Is it Blake Bortles? Yeah. That's the sad state of quarterbacks yeah, that, in the state I, of Florida. I we, mean, We asked this question two weeks ago. I which know. one are you going with? I know. Uh, when it comes to Case Keenum or Jameis Winston, I still think I'm buying Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston, uh, which I'm, is appropriate. I'm buying Marcus Mariota because, well, that and that was. I mean, the Buccaneers bought Jameis stock yeah. instead of Marcus Mariota stock. And if you could go back in time, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a mistake, and a lot of it is more the off-field stuff than the on-field. Some of it's the turnovers for Jameis. If you if you look at the two players side by side, the big thing is. The turnovers, a little bit of the completion percentage. Now, I think some people would say, well, I mean, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston is, I think, what is he? He's won two more games or two fewer games uh, than Marcus Mariota. Mariota's playing in a much easier division. That that oh. as well. And But still, I, I, I think that if I had to pick between Keenan and Winston, I'll take Winston. If I had to pick between Mariota and Winston, I'll definitely take Mariota there. Tyrod Taylor. No, because he's going to end up getting supplanted by Baker Mayfield, and then who knows where the heck he ends up. No, I'm going to I'm going to pass on. Tyrod I think Taylor, Taylor gets another job. Okay, I mean, I still I think I would take Jameis Winston over Tyrod Taylor at this point, and the experts did too. I mean, you look at this thing; the experts did too. Uh, that spoke with uh, that spoke with Mike Sando. Do you think the experts care less or more about the off field? Oh, I think they care. I think they care about it about as much as they can care about it. I mean, you read some of the comments about Jameis Winston. Uh, I think that they're probably more evaluating the on-field stuff than the off-field stuff. But if you were to give them, let's say, these guys in the 20s and you could sign any one of them, I don't think Jameis Winston goes first. He probably doesn't even go second because of the off-field concerns. And that's the thing is, is that the NFL has made it very clear two weeks ago that this is two strikes. We're not playing baseball here, but we kind of are. Three strikes, he's out of the NFL. Yeah, to me, it's two strikes for him already because the stuff at Florida State follows you. Like he went, the NFL took Jameis. What the Buccaneers took Jameis Winston, knowing what happened at Florida State. This was a surprise to me. This is two strikes, and that yeah. I, but I don't, you and I both know any crimes committed as a minor, and he wasn't a minor. He but was in, not a minor. But in the professional sports world, he was a minor. Doesn't count. In your next, but I'm I'm not just talking about the Erica Kinsman stuff. I'm talking about that, the BB gun stuff, the public stuff, the the shouting stuff out in the cafeteria or whatever. Like that's a lot of stuff just to completely disregard <laughs> as okay, he's a young dumb kid. And at a point when when you want to be taken seriously as a professional, you have to act like a professional. And Jameis Winston has not done that. He's got himself into a lot of trouble now. I'm hoping he cleans up his life. I'm hoping he turns this thing around. Uh, I have been a Jameis Winston fan, but right now, uh, I'm I'm out, man. Like I I can't do it. You say that, but so do you take Bortles, Tannehill? Well, I'm doing that on, on pure talent. I mean, just when it comes to talent, if I'm running a team, I'm probably taking Blake Bortles because at the very least, I mean, Blake's not getting it's himself so into sad. a ton. It is. <laughs> It's the worst of three choices, I think, in any conversation we could have. Uh, Texture writes into two one two three two. That is two one two three two. The, uh, the Buccaneers are keeping him to trade him and try to get something for him. I don't think you could trade Jameis Winston right no. now. No, 
Because anyone who trades for him has to pay him immediately. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the opt-in on that contract would be. I guess he he could opt. You could you could exercise that option. Then you have him for twenty million dollars for one season, and you don't know what's going to happen. I don't think he's a movable guy at this point. Is the twentieth best quarterback in the league worth twenty million? No. No, he's not. He's he's definitely not. Um. So I I don't think that they're trying to trade Jameis Winston. Another texture writes in. Uh, to two one two three two. That is two one two three two. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, not putting Jameis Winston on their marketing materials means that they're not sure that he's there for the long term future. I'd agree with that. The Buc- the Buccaneers have to be looking at this, trying to decide. Okay, what are we going to be putting our who's who? You know where whose basket are our eggs going in? And right now they're not going to the Jameis Winston basket. So I I I think I think that if you pressed me. I'd have to say that Jameis Winston's not going to be in Tampa next year because actions speak louder than words. He's not on the marketing material. He's not on the murals. It's either you're hoping that the fans forget about this, he comes back, he wins, and it's all forgotten, or if he struggles. This is a guy who went 3-10 and 10 in 13 games last season. If now, there's he another side of this. What's the other side? How much are the fans part of the reasoning? Do you think they're getting pressure from that 60% decision-making? Absolutely. But if you're doing that, how can you keep the guy around? If you're hoping to appease your fans, how can you keep him around then? Are the fans asking them to get rid of him? Uh, there's a there's a contingent there in Tampa that's very unhappy that he's still on the roster. Is it more than half? I didn't take a head count, but I will. Next no, time. I'm asking you what you think. You're from Tampa. I, I think your friends a, down there. It's probably a vocal minority. Okay. Because I think a majority of football fans still are like, okay, what's the final score and when do we kick? That's what they want. Are they are we going to win the game or not? They want a guy that's going to win games for him. At the end of the day, I think that's what a lot of football fans care about. That's what you said last segment. Uh, but if you're going to deal with a lot of pushback from the community because this guy is on your roster, uh, they got to make a decision. If he's not winning football games for you, this guy's like I think 22 and 27 in his career. It's time to move on. Eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. Text is two one two three two. Michael Matz joins us next here on Live Local and Loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live, Local, and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580. We're hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Talking about Jameis Winston, NFL. Season's right around the corner. I mean, the first preseason game next Thursday. Hall of Fame game is next Thursday, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN 580. I think it starts at like 7 o'clock or something. But Did they figure out that grass thing? I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that the strangest thing that the NFL hasn't figured out? Yes. The whole paint thing. That's the whole yes. paint congealing. That's yes. that's one of the strangest NFL stories. They haven't figured that out. Uh, we're we're like four years into this. They still haven't figured. <laughs> they haven't figured out the anthem thing. They haven't figured out. How you to know what happened players. with the congealing, right? What has the this? It's better to ask this. What has the NFL figured out correctly in the last half decade? Because I'm still doubting that they figured out the whole catch thing. New helmets. Okay, they figured out the new helmets. Okay, they figured out new helmets. Um, they've not figured out Thursday night football you, still. You know that qu- quietly that settlement is going up. Yes, I know. I've been kind of following that. It's going to be right. $4 billion when they're done with it. Yeah, it, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of <laughs> Every time I see the headline, because I don't read about it, because I get bored with all the- And the, the NFL's l- keeping it so quiet. They are. They are, but that They're hoping people die. Before yeah. they can make a claim. It's sad. I mean, it's it's morbid, but you're right. I mean, they're hoping they don't have to pay those guys out. Yeah. You're right. Uh, what do you say we catch up with our buddy Michael Matz? He's making America rich again 
one wager at a time. Do you think we need one more? It's Michael Matz from Victory Casino Sportsbook. All right, we'll get one more. On live, local, and loud. We catch up with them twice a week this time of year to get us ready for the gambling action. Michael Matz joins us here on Live Local Now. What's up, Mike? Anytime we're talking about football and quarterback news, you know we're getting ready to get some action. So when I hear about Jameis Winston, we hear about the Roethlisberger, Rogers, brady comparisons, it's getting to be a good time of year about sports betting. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt, Mike. And we got the Hall of Fame game coming up next week. Preseason begins uh, the week after that. Uh, let, let me start you out with this. It is our Dubs Dread Teed Up question of the night, or one of our questions of the night here in the first hour. Uh, we're talking about buying stock in quarterbacks. Of the three Florida quarterbacks, if you had to buy stock in one of them, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill coming off an injury, Blake Bortles uh, coming off like a, a pretty decent season, Who's, whose stock are you buying, Mike? I'm our, I've already purchased the stock, and I know I'm in the minority amongst most people I talk to, uh, but I'm a Bortles guy now. Given that they've retooled the roster, adding Fournette, adding Tom Coughlin, and asking Bortles to execute that system, what I saw through the playoffs, particularly in that game at Pittsburgh, I'm now of the belief that Bortles could lead Jacksonville to a Super Bowl, Ooh. and uh, I, I'm I'm really in on Bortles. I love what Jacksonville has done, and as he has to throw less, his productivity has become a lot better. Uh, I'm out of those three. I'm Bortles all the way. Mike, that that's that surprises me, Mike. Uh, Isn't that scary. I think I'll. But I, I saw I saw this movie already. They they lead the Patriots until five minutes to go, and the team gets scared of Blake Bortles. They don't ask him to do anything. We didn't say we weren't scared of Blake Bortles. We're just more scared of Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah, I'm terrified of the rest of those dudes. Because at least if Jameis Winston... Okay, let's put it this way. If Blake Bortles screws up, it's just he's getting picked. If Jameis Winston screws up, it's more likely that he's going to jail. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, which one's worse for PR? As you look at Winston and Bortles statistically, and as I was listening to the show, as I always do, uh, I I looked at the line-by-line statistics. I'm seeing Bortles getting a little bit better in terms of his productivity and his statistics, and I'm seeing Winston kind of level off. And that's the concern uh, that I I think Bortles has simply gotten better. That first year with Gus Bradley, and the roster that they had, they were in third and eight all day long. And I lived in Jacksonville at the time, so I used to see the Jacksonville games all the way. And they just did not have a good roster. Now that they've upgraded the roster, he can make less throws. He's gotten more accurate over time. He's gotten better in the red zone over time. I think there's a, he's starting to show a little bit of mental toughness, to be candid. And... Um, I just point to that Pittsburgh game, that on-the-road divisional playoff game. I thought he was fantastic. And he kind of held his own with Brady on the road, uh, of course, till the end of the game when he had to execute in crunch time. But that was to get to the Super Bowl. When I look at Winston at at, uh, 87.2 QB rating, surprisingly, I think, given... The Tampa Bay roster, his uh, his touchdown to interception ratio is good, 
But Tampa Bay loses a lot of close games, and those are the types of games that Jacksonville with Bortles has been able to win. So from a stock standpoint, I would put Winston on a hold, although there's some turmoil in the stock. Um, I have flipped over to a buy rating on Blake Bortles, given that Jacksonville has done the things they have to do to get that roster in order and kind of have a balanced roster where Bortles can thrive. That's credit to Shad Khan and Tom Coughlin, who very quickly addressed that roster situation. I don't think Jameis Winston has that luxury in Tampa Bay. Michael Matt's making deals here like Bobby Axelrod. <laughs> Live, local, and loud. He's Jerry. I'm Nick. Uh, Michael joins us every single week here on Live, Local, and Loud here on ESPN 580 Orlando. Uh, Michael, the MLB trade deadline is coming up. Obviously, one big move has already happened with Manny Machado. Rumors are flying that our boy Bryce Harper is next on the East list to go West. My question for you is, is has there been any moves over the last week, especially with uh, Machado going to the Los Angeles Dodgers? There was a nice move down on the Dodgers recently uh, when that was announced. The Dodgers were sitting at around 7-1. to one, uh, Given the strength in the National League with the Cubs and the Astros, but the Dodgers have jumped down to 5-1. to one. Uh, oh, wow. So as you, look at the National, as you look at the National League, uh, Houston's still the favorite with that solid pitching rotation at 4-1. to one. Uh, The Cubs have righted the ship. They got out of the gates very slow this year, but they've gone to 9-2. to two. The Dodgers have jumped right in at 5-1. to one. Uh, one team that's made a move, and I think it's just a team that has played surprisingly well for most observers, is the Diamondbacks. Uh, they opened up at 15-1. to one. Uh, Given that they're one game out in the West, they're in the midst of that wild card chase. Uh, they're sitting at 8-1 to one right now on our board. Uh, they've done a very nice job uh, in terms of winning those close games managing the pitching very well, uh, and they've taken a step down uh, to 8-1. to one. In the American League, it's really a three-team race. It's kind of what we expected. The Yankees have gotten the best of it so far. They're the overall favorites at 3-1. to one. Uh, The Red Sox have been hyper-competitive. They've won all the close games this year. Uh, they're at 7-2. to two. Cleveland is sitting there with very good pitching, both in their starting rotation and their bullpen. Uh, and they're the third choice at 6-1 to one right now. But the Dodgers are the movers. Uh, I think the, in terms of the dynamics of what we might see in terms of movement will really depend on the other New York team, and that's the New York Mets. There's been talk about moving DeGrom and some of their other pitching. And uh, if the Mets make wholesale changes, particularly with those valuable starting pitchers, uh, whomever reaps the benefit of that, if the Mets decide to dump the roster – and make these moves and start planning for the future, uh, that might dictate a little more movement in our betting lines. Uh, But we've, and this happens a lot during the major league season, right around this time of the year of the trading deadline, the teams that decide we have a chance, we're a piece or two away in our roster, and they make that move, that's where you'll see the betting movement. And uh, I think the team that's holding the cards right now is the Mets. What is their decision to do sitting in last place in the last place in the NL East? Who do they move? How much do they move? Who gets those coveted pitchers? That will probably determine if we have a lot more wholesale movement in terms of our overall board uh, in uh, the odds to win the World Championship. 
talking to Michael Matz. Uh, he is the Victory Sportsbook Manager for Victory 1 and 2. We only got a minute there, Michael, but um, for those of you who don't remember, they are also your source for 200 simulcasts across the country. Some big news happened out in California over the past week. We're still in the middle of horse season, correct? They're still betting on the boat? We definitely are. Uh, we saw a very good response to the Triple Crown. Uh, this time of the year, you get these final races uh, that's going to determine the points for the Breeders' Cup. And that's the big, next big moment in horse racing. Uh, these final qualifying races uh, for the Breeders' Cup, that's going to crescendo in October. Uh, and that'll be our next big moment. Uh, but we invite all our patrons to come down. We've got all the tracks. We've got uh, over 200 tracks that you can wager on. And there's some pretty key moments. You know, the Saratoga meet will be opening very shortly. I think Del Mar in California. Yeah, Del Mar's open. Uh, and I, and uh, I've been to Del Mar uh, when we lived in California, when my wife and I were there. Uh, we love the Del Mar meet. It's a great meet, great action. Uh, and we've been there a number of times. So between Saratoga, Del Mar, and, and these other tracks that are getting these final prep races for the Breeders' Cup, there's some good horse racing action. We have it AM and PM crews. We've got racing action all the way, and we invite everybody in Central Florida to come and see us for some great horse racing action. And the Breeders' Cup will really be the crescendo of that. Mike, really do appreciate the time. We'll talk to you a little later this week. Looking forward to it, guys. Take care. Always good to catch up with Michael Matt, Sportsbook Director at Victory Casino Cruises. A loaded second hour coming up here on Live Local and Loud. Rob Seitz will join us. A pro video gamer dumps his girlfriend to focus on video games more. We'll get into that. Live Local and Loud.